All right, all right. If you thought PR or public relations was all about getting on uh, TV, that big TV interview on the Today Show or whatever it is, think again. I want you to rethink it because PR is, especially in 2020, is much, much more than that. It's really tapping into um, people with a following, influencers following. I, I don't like to use the word influencer, but someone with influence, you're tapping into the following and they're basically saying, I trust this person, I endorse this person. And that is an insanely powerful marketing strategy for your business. Uh, it saves you having to spend a whole bunch of money on ads uh, because this person has basically said, this person's cool. Everyone, you can trust this person. And in 2020, you know, trust, is it's a bit hard to come by. You've got to really earn it. Um, and so the question is, how do you do it? What's the PR strategy? And that's why I got Katie Martell. Uh, she's a PR expert to come on. Now, Katie's the founder of Croft PR and Katie's PR School. And uh, she's also a PR trailblazer who's passionate about purpose-driven brands, empowering the communities through stellar PR and brand content. And she works with coaches, big and small brands, including Rosella and Hyatt. Um, and... Uh, we go into a whole bunch of really interesting stuff today, a lot of the tactics and strategies of uh, what goes into a, a PR strategy and how to make the most of it once they once that uh, that influence says, yes, uh, you know, you can come onto our platform and chat, you know, not just getting on there, but what do you actually say and, and make an impact. Um, that's really important. So I'll leave it at that. Um, I, I had a really good chat. Obviously, I, I find that I always have a better chat with the Aussies. I don't know why. It's just something about it. Um, but yeah, she's another Aussie. Um, so yeah, hopefully you can understand us now. You definitely can. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy my conversation today with Katie Martell. Katie also has a, uh, to support this sort of what we spoke about today, um, a free media checklist and I'm going to leave it in the description below. There's a link there. Of course, you want to get in touch with Katie. All the contact details are there. Uh, I've left it there for you, but otherwise won't ramble on any longer. Uh, let's get straight into the interview with Katie Martell. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with Katie Martell. She's going to be our PR, public relations expert. I haven't had anyone on the podcast talk about it and I think it's, it's an Un, un, underspoken, not really spoken about a marketing channel and very, very curious to hear how this conversation goes. So Katie, how's it going? 
Oh, very well, Jules. Thanks so much for having me. It's, um, yeah, it's great to talk to someone who has a fellow love of copywriting and writing because at the end of the day, that is, you know, the heart of what PR is all about, but it's also about relationships. So mm. yeah, even better. I We've met and I loved the way you reached out to me on LinkedIn and that is the true way to build relationships. And we can chat all about that too and, and why that's so integral to PR at the end of the day. Okay. That's actually really interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I published a podcast on my, my little adventures on LinkedIn prospecting and how I sort of ditched the old way of bots and scripts and automation. And then, you know, just started being human and started using voice messages and it's opened up a few more opportunities. So thanks a little compliment, but this isn't about me. This is about you, Katie, (laughs) the podcast. So uh, See what let, I did there? That's all about the essence of PR is turning it yeah. on the other person. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got to give them praise um, and make them feel good. Yeah, huh? 100%. Let's um, hear about your story. Obviously, do, doing it in a genuine, genuine way. Um, yeah, so my backstory. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm 105. I've been doing this for, for a long time. <laughs> Not really. I've, um, I've been working in uh, PR for about 15 years or 14, 15 years. Yeah, 105. Um, years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, and yeah, so I started off in the game. I actually started in advertising, uh, believe it or not, and doing um, media buying. I mm-hmm. uh, realized that I'm not a numbers girl, um, that I'm much more a relationships person. And um, which is, and, fun- and actually, funnily enough, writing, which during high school was 100% not my cup of tea. Like, yeah. I loathed writing. I was a C and B student in English. Um, Anytime anyone asked me to read aloud in class or do an oral, whatever, was the least, you know, the bane of my existence. Um, to now do that, you know, every day for a living and get a lot of joy out of it. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's obviously come a long way and just the truth of how anyone can learn to write and anyone can master the power of writing because mm-hmm. the, the fundamentals of it are so simple. And I think we overcomplicate everything, especially from what we're taught it's school and uni and um yeah I think at the end of the day it's just stripping back to being a a real human at the end of the day and that's that's what I really loved about what PR is all about um so anyway I was working as I said I um, did uni fell into advertising and then worked on the McDonald's account at the time and then decided I really loved doing the PR side of things and managed to flip over and work for an agency over there in in um in PR and who was also working at McDonald's so led McDonald's accounts led for Mission Australia accounts all these major accounts and um yeah kind of just fell in love with it and did really well out of it and um yeah so I kind of I moved to Melbourne worked in a number of agencies down there and in house roles um and then after having kids decided um I wasn't quite sure that it was going to be the right you know fit for me to have you know work all these long hard hours but even though I loved it it was really tough tough working environment decided to just freelance and hustle on the side similar to what you started yep. and then yeah next minute an agency you know working building an agency and um so since then we've worked on big accounts or my you know Croft PR which is my business um maiden name is Croft hence the name yep. um so yeah, now we've worked with big accounts like Slater and Gordon, the personal injury law firm, um, Medella, which is an internationally renowned um, breast pump company. And unless you're a 
mum or a dad, <laughs> you won't have ever heard company, of that. But now but I do. As soon as you do, you will. As soon as you become a dad, that's it. Or mum, sorry, you're a, it's your go-to and most love brand, hence mine. Yeah. Um, and then a whole bunch of others, lifestyle businesses, retail precincts, precincts, and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, that's that's my journey in a nutshell. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, I have a quick question because you know, funnily enough. I actually was similar to you in high school. I avoided going to English. I didn't choose English because you had to read books. Yeah. So yep. I chose English language, which I learned was much harder. Um, <laughs> but it, and it's really weird because now I'm actually just like surrounded by books. That's all I do. Um, I but what was that switch for you from you maybe you're in the same sitting in English class. Like, oh, I cannot be stuffed yeah. reading, writing and presenting. Yep. And then, you know, someone has that moment where it's just like, Oh, you know, paradigm shift or perspective yeah. shift. What was that for you? Um, it was actually, so I went to uni and I was going to upgrade to architecture and I decided to do this new course that University of Queensland had opened up called um, a Bachelor of Communications, um, which again was very silly and, you know, unusual, but it was a slightly better entry point um, than doing arts. And I'd heard it was more, um, I don't know, I just, it made it, just made sense to me at the time. So I applied and did it, got in. Um, and it was amazing. Like you learnt, you know, I had, I, you had to do intro to journalism 101. And mm. I had, my tutor was Desley Bartlett from the Korea Mail, who was a journalist at the time. Um, and what she said to me just made complete sense. Talk to your, talk to your audience as if they're a six-year-old. Like you need to yeah. create content that actually is understood by people. Don't try and sound smart. Don't try and overcomplicate everything. Try it and get down to the basics. And now as a mum of a five-year-old and a three-year-old, but speaking to my five-year-old who asks the most amazing questions, it really makes you think how to explain something so that anyone can understand. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of communication. And that's the power of, of what PR and relationships building or reputation building, which is what PR is at the end of the day. Mm, that's okay. the power of relationships. And so that was where the light bulb switch went off. And I just stopped trying to sound smart, made it as simple as possible, cut out all the fluff words and yep. yeah. Made things a lot more fun, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How and about you? What was what what happened with you? Oh, okay. Switching. The, I love it when guests <laughs> ask me questions. It rarely happens, but because uh, it, it, ha it happened where I used to, I did not read any books up until twenty two. Yep. I just refused reading to read, and then I, I got a bit curious on how to make more money. And I had this friend who made a lot of money when Brexit happened and he bought all these uh, uh, Google stocks. I'm like, how did you do this? And he's like, I could tell you, but you could just read about in this book, in this book. Yeah. Read that finance book, read a few more personal development books, business books. Yeah. And it just, that's how it all started for me. Yeah. It's addictive, aren't they? I love, I love reading and same. I was never a reader until about four years ago. And then yeah, I, I, every night before bed, it's reading. It's it's my favorite thing to do, and it literally is my way to go to sleep, as well as literally get joy out of reading and learning and yeah. experiencing another 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 world at the end of the day as well. Through yeah, fiction or nonfiction at nighttime. Um, bit of a blend of both. So it's yeah, I kind of have about two or three books always on the go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very similar. Um. So at the moment I'm, I've just finished reading White Fragility, which is um, an amazing read and I've just forgotten the name of the author, but it's about um, racism and um, our white culture. I was going to say, how do you explain fragility to a six-year-old? Because I don't even know what that means. 
it's about how fragile um, white Australians or, uh, you know, anyone get yeah. when you talk about saying that's a racist thing to say. Um, and we get, it's mm, amazing. It comes because it, yeah. yeah, well, it comes back to feeling like, oh, I'm a bad person. And that's our inherent thing to say you're a racist is you're a bad person. But it's actually, we're all racists. We just need to, it's, it's about coming back to being conscious of what subtle, what subconscious things have we've grown up with. And it's a really powerful yeah. read. So, uh, uh, okay. And, and, yeah. yeah, okay. Now I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> makes a hundred percent clearer. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about PR and, uh, yeah, what we're here but, for. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, I, could you describe to someone who doesn't know what PR public relations is in a, in a way a six year old could understand? Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. Again, it's about building your relationships. So I guess if you talk about, so, you're not going to trust um, what mummy and daddy (laughs) ask you to do unless you've asked them to do it in a way that relates to you um, or in a way that you trust them and you've built, built, like they're not going to trust someone off the street to, to, you know, take them to the shops by themselves. You need to build up that trust. And same with, you know, if if you come to someone cold, a cold client and, um, uh, yeah, you've just literally, like what you were saying, send a chatbot off to someone. I get about 4 billion chatbots a day on LinkedIn. And I literally read the first line and I'm like, delete. I'm not even going to bother with the rest of it because mm-hmm. instantly that's, you've lost me. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do, you know, nothing about my business. You've done no research and yeah. I don't care. I don't know who you are. You, I don't trust you. I've got enough people in my life. Um, but if you take the time to send you know, to, to reach out and build natural, you know, relationships based on what you've just said, like actual solid relationships. Um, that is what PR is all about. And at the end of the day, the goal is to build up your reputation. So you're the go-to brand in your field and people know and love you and they spruik you and they refer you, you, you know, media will reach out to you. Um, influencers really reach out to you, but obviously there's a long process in between to getting to that. And that is what PR is all about. And, what, what people know most about PR is get, mm-hmm. getting media coverage. Like, so whether it's the Today Show or, you know, in modern age PR, what is modern PR? It's yeah. about podcasting. It's about yeah. um, content creation. It's about sharing blog content. It's about a whole bunch of other things that, that um, add up to your building your credibility and trust with your ideal customer. Okay, so this makes a lot more sense because the way I always saw PR was getting onto the big name TV shows. And if you're on those big name TV shows, then you've quite made it. But it makes yeah. a lot more sense now that if you're building relationships with a whole bunch of micro influencers, people mm-hmm. who've got a platform, just some sort of way to you know broadcast their message and growing yeah. a relationship. Reach new audiences and build new relationships, then 100% people will connect with you so much more. You're giving value, you're adding to their lives, so they're going to gravitate towards you. So that is what PR is all about. Okay. So uh, while we're on this, I've had some absolutely shocking podcast agencies mm. email me where it's a blatant copy paste my yeah. name, my podcast, yeah. and then a pitch about their podcast yeah. guests and, and it's yeah. just like I'm you just write- wasted my five minutes of my time to live. 
<laughs> well, no, I, I keep a file of these just because I've got a, I'm making a product just to, you know, and use them as the enemy being like, are you sick of these people? I've got, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. It's yeah. a, it's a hundred percent true. It's, they're wasting your time. You're not going to get cut through. You just, you've given no thought to the, the approach. And let me be honest, like I've been there and I have worked in agencies where it is a spray and pray approach where you just need to reach everybody and anyone and hope for the best. Um, yep. so that you'll get an out, outreach, but they never work or if they work, it's like, point zero percent and at the end of the day they're probably not your audience they're just desperate for someone to go on this show so um, desperation yeah so um it's about actually having a strategy behind it and actually understanding their brand and why they'd be relevant for your brand Mm. and why they'd benefit from you having you on their show or their blog you know whatever it might be that's the power of pr that is what pr and yeah there's too many of us that just literally yeah and as i've said i've i've definitely been guilty of it in the past um, yeah. and you just know it's a waste of your time it's a waste of their time and it's damaging for brand your brand as well so it's exactly. you're not going to get the traction and you're not it's got no strategy behind it because what's the what's the goal you want to achieve out of that at the end of the day mm-hmm. um it's you've got to come back to are they the right fit for your brand are they the right you know ideal audience yeah and, um, and if you've got done no research on that, that you're just literally spraying and praying, then yeah, that it's a waste of everybody's time. Okay. So what is your, what's the most popular sort of media channel that you help your clients with and maybe some actionable strategy tips you can give to my listeners that they can apply themselves. Yeah. So, um, I have two different streams or products and services that I run. So my brand Croft PR, um, we, run client services work so i work with big brands like i said medella and slater and gordon that sort of thing um and for them it's still comes back to um getting into the audience that they're actually their ideal customers at so for medella for example uh which is a mummy breast pump brand it's all about the mummy media so mama mia women's agenda um kid spot all of the top tier baby and um, mummy brands that we can get on with them. Um, yes, it would be amazing to get today show and, um, and sunrise. And I've certainly landed coverage on that, but at the end of the day, the more niche you can get, the more targeted and honed you get from real loving, loyal customers, because you're going to get a, a lot of wastage at the end of the day from going on the today show, which is great, but it's still, um, it's, it's, it's actually, a, it's a credible brand, but to go to a, to a niche target that has a royal, a loyal audience mm. um, that's really loved by the brand and you can do some really stellar content that's completely tailored for your audience. That's what, um, yeah, that's what we would do. However, for my Katie's PR school students, which yeah. is my coaching program, it's again, very niche. Um, my ideal customer is mummy, mums in business. I obviously am a mum in business. So I really, want to help other mums in business, um, simplify, get them. Yeah. Understanding their story. What's the power and and potential they can share and achieve with their, what they're doing. Cause they obviously love what they're doing. Like you, you have found your passion in business and it's about reaching more people and helping to empower more people. That's my mission in business. Um, but particularly for mums who are time poor, we've overwhelmed with a billion other things on our plate. 
how to get it as simple and streamlined as possible. Um, so for me, it's a simple process of coming back to your ideal customer, your purpose, coming out with your content themes and frameworks, and then um, reaching out in the most um, planned and bashed content way. But it's a, a long-term process at the end of the day. So focus back on what you're actually launching or what you're actually, what your goals are in, so say you're launching a new product or you're trying to build just general awareness uh, from a thought leadership position, um, you know, approach. Mm. Um, there's a whole bunch of different tactics and approaches that you can do from, you know, events or hosting an event or literally pitching um, your, you know, your content and your why in what you can do and help them. So that's, that's sort of one or two key approaches that I um, help people do. Yeah. It's, it's a really smart strategy to find the people who congregate with your target audience or the influencers or whatever you want to call them who yeah. have your target audiences. Um, and especially for say like my audience, a lot of business owners, a lot of coaches, consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess that either say like blogs or podcasts are probably going to be one of the most effective channels. Yeah. So let's just say you're in their position um, and you've got no experience in PR. Yeah. What, what would be like two or three uh, steps that you would do to, Standing so, out from the noise from like I just told you. Like yeah. So this is um, a, an approach I started. It always comes back to understanding your audience. If you don't know what their core challenges are, you don't know what their highest, highest benefits are or they sought, you know, mm-hmm. their desires, their motivators. If you don't understand that, then you're not going to get very far. So it really comes back to that because that's what's going to connect people to your brand. Um, so if you can start at that framework, then that's amazing. Then it comes back to your why, why you're special and why you're unique. And that comes back to relating to them. So how do you relate to them and how can you show them your transformation or, or steps or whatever you, you know, you can share and educate and add value to their lives. Um, then that's really powerful. The other way is through your building your credibility. So why are you, why are you the right person to do that? And that comes back to creating your overall brand messaging. If you don't have that nailed, you're not going to get very far. Then it's about finding the right channels and doing the right strategies to, Mm. um, sorry, uh, understanding who your ideal target is. So if you can start with say your ideal client avatar, where are they on? What are they doing? What are they consuming? And where, where are they, you know, you know, and you don't need to think the top, top tier yeah today's show think simple get back to basics you know where are they who their peers what's other you know who else are they following on what groups are they in where can you reach them at that point of um engagement so maybe it's creating content for um yeah so your blog so pitching to you and saying you know they your so your so your co- your coaches they might be what t- tell me an example of a coach what sort of thing do they coach in Oh, we've got, uh, like, say, coaches, coaches. We've got business coaches, business mindset coaches. coaches. So, sort of thing. one of the biggest tips is just literally doing a Google hunt on all the entrepreneurs, business coaches, and podcasts, because there are thousands yeah, out there. Thousands and thousands. So, hunting down those, that's really key. But then 
you know, the most simple thing I can tell you is actually just listen to the podcast, like just actually start absorbing what they're sharing. Because if you have no idea what they, you know, if you don't actually listen to what they're doing, then how do you know that they're the right fit for your brand and or what they actually need and want? Have they covered this topic before? How can you make it better? How can you tweak it to, to fit your brand? So yeah, that sort to, to fit, sorry, what they need, but also align with your business goals. So, so, so part of what you said is to really find out what's, what challenges are they going through? That they're ideal customers. So you really need to get deep into that because that is where the gold is. Yeah. And the reason why you say that is because let's just say you go through their podcast and you, let's just say you don't listen to the first, the most recent published podcast. Yeah. And you listen to something a bit further back. Um, And then you can, you can hear where the, what, what the purpose in the, in the, of the podcast is yeah. you can find those gaps. And then if you can present a gap to them um, yeah. by and adding value saying, yeah, but actually bring it back. Yeah. You bring it back to what their audience needs. So mm. think about how their audience, obviously the audiences need to align with your brand, but think about what their audience needs. Where are they? Like if you're listening to what they're saying and sharing, um, so say it's uh, we could talk about um, say your podcast, what, your audience need to know and share and what you could add that's different to that. And maybe it's your personal story. Maybe it's the challenges that you've experienced in your business. Maybe it's um, yeah, the transformation you've gone through. Okay. Well, this is actually really awesome because I've done this by accident to pitch myself onto podcasts. <laughs> done exactly what you've just said is you find yeah. the, the content gaps and be like, this is my, I've said, this is my story. This is how I found this. Um, and I realized by listening to your podcast, there's a bit of a gap. So yeah. I think I yeah. bring a lot of value to your audience. What do you think? Yeah. And yeah, it, absolutely. And it really does. And look, there's a lot of other technical side of things that I teach in my course around, mm-hmm. you know, streamlining the search process, streamlining, well, creating content that's incredible. And I'm sure as an expert in email writing, you know, the power of creating content, headlines, copywriting that really draws them in and that perfecting your pitch in that way, yep. that can be really powerful too. Okay. And just get you that extra edge. Yep. So, okay. Side note. What, what have you found subject line in those email pitches? What have you found to, to really stand out and work? Again, it comes, it's so targeted to, oh, sorry. It's so, it comes back to the business of the, the media purpose that you're actually trying to target, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it might be, um, podcast idea for thriving in business um that around you know xyz to help transform your your audience from x to x um or 10 tips to help your thriving in business audio oh sorry i would always say podcast pitch idea um so that would be my big tip because you you know that's the subject line yeah i would probably put that in and but as as well as your headline so whatever your headline might be um, well, you know, there's a lot of strategies around that and you can Google all of those sorts of things. I've actually got a whole, um, blog on the copy uh, headline tips writing. Yep. Um, but yeah, whatever the challenge is, is typically in the transformation. If you can really hone in on that in your headline, that's a really great way. Cutting out the fluff words, but giving it a bit of quirk as well can really help. Uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I've been using a lot of curiosity in my yes. subject line working together question mark because they might be like, Oh, this is a client. And they open it like, wait, this isn't a client. This is a pitch. Yeah. So I, 
tend to not use those and I tend to avoid those because it is a bit clickbaity and people mm. get annoyed by that. Okay. So the first step is, yeah, don't do something. Common mistake, don't do what Jules did. <laughs> <laughs> don't do what's mis- going to mislead them or get them already offside. Get something that's curious for them that actually relates to what they need, yep. but is not unrelated to what you're actually gonna say uh because then oh my god that's so annoying yeah delete so (laughs) make it actually relate to what you're about to share but make it yeah slightly curious Mm -hmm. and value value based so what are they going to learn out of this okay cool all right that's actually getting onto their platforms how Mm. does one make an impression and stand out so they do build those relationships once they get the opportunity to speak up so say you're doing a podcast interview. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, a podcast interview, a blog. Let's not yeah. touch TV because that's a bit unrealistic for most people. Yeah. Um, so it's just being prepared as possible, actually creating the content itself. Mm-hmm. I would actually have the content written. So you know the messages you're going to cover. You know exactly what you're going to share. Um, and if, say, you're doing an interview, you can have your key points or key messages bullet points in front of you especially if it's your first time i don't have anything in front of me now but i've done this about a billion times so it's yeah a bit more it's second nature um but if it is your first time absolutely feel comfortable about writing down your key messages or your key points that you want to get across maybe it's pulling out some stats and facts that really add your credibility that you want to highlight in what you're sharing um and maybe it's also drawing on stories that you can think of that really yes. relate to your audience. Yeah. I, I find that the stories are a lot easier to remember and lots get, because once you remember a story, it's pretty much in there. And yeah. as long as you tie it back to your objective inside of the podcast and you do it more than a few times, yeah, becomes a lot easier. And that's all you're going to say. I was going to say st- stories are what ingrain people's memory. So one of the most powerful funny stories I loved hearing was, have you heard of Marie Folio? Who's yep. a, yeah. So Marie Folio is an amazing business entrepreneur for anyone who hasn't heard her, of her. She teaches B-School. Um, and I loved, I went to see her last year at Business Chicks event and she told a great story about how um, in relation to people feeling like, um, you know, someone's shared the same thing. Someone shares the same thing. There's a hundred other PR people out there. There's a hundred other business coaches or email marketers, excuse my (coughs) croaky voice. Um, That, but your story is what sets you apart from them. And I loved what she shared about, um, you know, an experience she went through. So she didn't, she had a friend that, um, sorry, her husband had been saying to her, we've got to get onto these green juices. They're so healthy. They're so amazing. Um, and she was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, and then, you know, a, two years later, her friend who is a, an amazing, uh, wellness coach, uh, started saying, you know, you've got to get into these green juices or something. And so Marie went, oh my God, Josh, her husband, we've got to get onto these green juices. And he's like, um, hang on a sec. You know, I've just said this to you last year. Yeah. It doesn't, it comes back to the right time, the right person and the right place. You need to be in the right place. So Absolutely. This, the, and so that story just cemented in my mind of like how powerful that story is. I'll always remember it's always related to hearing to the right, you know, you've got to be in the right person, the right place and that sort of thing. So sharing stories is, is what, you know, makes you remember things. It connects you more powerfully to that person. It's what we've been driven by for, for since, you know, the days of, um, 
cavemen would. Yep. Yeah, so we, it's what people connect over stories and in the dream time and in indigenous Aboriginal cultures. That's what's but that whole concept is built on as well. And the power of storytelling. It's it's the most powerful, important part of of connecting with pe- with communities and culture. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. And in, in your notes, you've written um, stuff, types of stories that are important for PR. So obviously we've got our origin backstory um, and that obviously tells, tells, outlines your credibility, grows yep. affinity with your tribe or whoever you're talking to. But um, if you've got other types of stories, I'd be very keen to hear. Yeah, I think people do feel scared about saying what they failed at. Yes. <clears throat> and for me, that's actually the most powerful part of um, PR is actually hearing people's failures and overcoming them or, you know, seeing the light. So that's a really powerful way to actually share what you failed at or feel you failed at. So you might've heard at the beginning, I said I was a failure at English or really, you know, loathed and feared that that's part of my story. And then what I teach and have pitched in content, you know, been featured in Science Small Business magazine. Mm-hmm. We're actually on the cover this month, actually, or this quarter. Um, I'll send you the copy. It's right. <laughs> um, but it's, um, yeah, so sharing those powerful stories is what's really going to connect someone. It's uh, what you've learned and, and failed at and tried hard at. It's it's really a powerful way. Yep, 100% <laughs> agree. My, I was talking to my coach this morning and um, um, he was like, you definitely want to be including your broadcast emails. A lot of your failures, especially if it's you're on your journey still and you're still climbing because uh, it, people can feel jealous if you just yeah. talk about how great you are and feel resentment and you don't want to generate that in your audience. If you're just talking about how, how good you are, you always want to put yourself back down at how they're feeling right now. And I yes. think you, now you nailed it. You said the failure is, um, yeah, really it connects people. Connect. Absolutely. And yeah, there is a tall poppy syndrome. We're very, we don't like people who succeed. So yeah, that's right. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think you can share successes, even if you're doing really well, maybe it's, you can share it, uh, a challenge that you're you've helped a client through or a you know a student through your course whatever it might be um sharing those powerful challenges of overcoming to success um <clears throat> it's also about um what you've learned like tips and tricks they're really powerful content pieces that work really really well so 10 ways to change xyz um and then giving that process of of mapping what you can educate on and what you can help your audience achieve is, is a really great way as well. Absolutely. I just can't agree more that these stories are so essential. And um, especially if you're, if you're new to getting on to say PR and you're like, what do I talk about? Yeah. But yeah. Even if it's just like a piece of content everyone's heard about. Yeah. If you wrap your own story about it. It's- right, that's the thing. There's everybody no idea is new. Seth Godin, I remember him talking, doing a podcast on um, what came first, the chicken or the egg and the, the concept of um, evolution and just how um, things always evolve on themselves. So no idea is new. Everything always, you know, so, you know, chickens came from obviously whatever, like microscopic organisms that evolved slowly over time. Mm. And we all did. Um, and same with the, like the same thing we're learning and sharing every day. If you 
can slightly tweak it in some way with your own story. Obviously never write things verbatim or copy at all because that's just terrible. Um, and people will find, you know, Google's easily to copy, copying, you know, it's, it's very easy to see what's been copied and not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about adding your own voice to your stories. But if you can find things that you know are working well, and then putting your own voice to that story or your own approach and twist on it, then that's a really powerful way to help other, to, to share content. Absolutely. Mm. Hey Katie. So if my audience would like to learn more about you, what you teach, I know you've got a checklist, but if you'd like to give a bit of a plug about what you do, um, how you can help people if they want to take yes. a, a smaller step, I'd love to hear it. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> sure can. Um, so my course, so I've got a, my website is www.croft it's croftpr.com mm-hmm. um, so that's yeah and then my Katie's PR school is under www.croftpr why does that sound weird uh, slash learn so if you can yep. um, yeah I'll, I'll send you those hyperlinks and um, and then I'm also on Instagram at uh, croft.pr and LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. and then I also have a thriving in business podcast which you're going to feature on a week after next so oh, cool. Um, yeah, and we hit number one on the marketing charts when we launched, which was very exciting. Ooh, so, okay. um, I've got some <laughs> practicing to do. Yeah, I'll be right. I'm just going to tell a lot of stories. Hey, I just out of curiosity, exactly. yeah, with uh, that program you help people through, um, yes. who, who, are your, who are your target audience when you help? Um, so, as I said, women, I really connect well with them. Mm-hmm. I'm a mum in business. A lot of my students have been mums and women in business. So, yep. from business psychologists. So Eleni Drakakis, who's been one of my star students, um, helping her craft her message that really connects with her audience that use and you um, plan and, you know, batch across all your content from PR to email marketing, to socials, to everything. Um, so, um, another client we worked with is a mum in business who runs bub nest, which are these amazing bub nests that she's got 40,000 followers on Instagram and a really loving, loyal community. It's about helping her spread that word even further to people who are just straight out of the gate from um, Tim Plates, which is a brand that has been around for a long time, but they've really not done their own marketing. They've, you know, um, relied on constant word of mouth, which is a great tool. But when COVID's hit, it's really, it kind of dries up your audience when there's, you, you can't find the next step. So we're helping her, take her brand messaging and then amplifying it further through all of her PR and the right strategies and tools that work for her in, in a really planned, easy to way. So she wakes up in the morning, she knows what she's going to say and do right then and there. So that's the power of what I teach. Um, yeah, but as I said, I'm not just a lot of my actual physical clients are men in business. And I work with um, from Haven Newstead developers, Pelicano, South City Square, $800 million precinct. Um, I do work with everyone and anyone, but, at the end of the day, I do need an ICA, an ideal customer yeah. avatar and women in business or mums in business around my age, I really connect well with. So. Um, okay. Well, I just asked because, because uh, I want to get people like really excited about like what has been maybe like get excited for what you have to offer because what's been like a crazy transformation that you've probably seen in the last six months who someone's gone through your, your PR school. So I guess one of my star students has been um, this brand called sit click, which is, um, run by Carmen and her three systems who are um, set up a nanning finding service called, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so it click, as I said, it's an e-com, uh, any finding, e- sorry, e-le- e- 
an e-commerce platform that helps you find the right sitter for your child. Um, and within two weeks of doing my course, she landed coverage in Mamma Mia, Women's Agenda, Kids Spot, Business Chicks, um, and at least three or four other podcasts. And she just, you know, eventually is now the teacher, you know, the student becoming the teacher. She has just absolutely nailed it. And as a result of that, built her email list, built her social following, built her incredible, um, you know, backlink. So SEO, yeah. it's yeah. all of those powerful tools that add back to, to building her brand and trust and credibility as the go-to in helping mums um, transform their lives. So yeah. Yeah. with this and nanny finding service. Exactly. And, and for the listener who, who's sitting here thinking, well, so what if they got on that? I just want to put it into perspective for you. When you pay for an ad, you are sending it, it's to mainly cold traffic basically. Yeah. But yeah. when you are pitching, when you get onto these people's platforms, these are people who've got loyal followers who are mm -hmm. warm to what they say. So when they say, Hey, you're the cool guy. Yeah. And uh, they, 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 give you the thumbs up, then, then their followers are going to be like, Oh, I can trust this person. Exactly. And that's huge. Yep. And it's there for life in the digital age. It's more powerful than ever. When, you know, back 10 years ago, when I first started, you got a coverage in the career mail, it's gone the next day. No one keeps papers past the next day. So now the, the amazing thing about the digital age is it's there forever. It's going to add to your SEO. You're going to be with these, if you can land coverage in the crew mail or, you know, Adelaide advertiser or wherever you might be too, these, this content lives for life and it's always, they've got such a high authority on search form and search in Google yeah. that you're top of search. So whenever someone searches your brand or, you know, and you remarket it. And I also teach about how to amplify what you actually got, because at the end of the day, if you've got this coverage and no one sees it or hears about it anyway, like what's the point? So it actually is about reusing that coverage in the right way to, so that it actually builds your business and email list. And um, yeah, from a remarketing point of view. So many benefits, Katie, you know, thanks so much for coming on to storytelling secrets today. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to talk to you next week to pick your brain <laughs> even cool. more than I did today. <laughs> uh, we'll do. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, and if you're curious about that little thing that Katie ended up with there, can't wait to pick your brain. Um, go check out her podcast, Thriving in Business. Um, she does a duo podcast with Rachel Callan. Um, yeah, all good things there. And of course, if you want to go check out Katie's uh, little media checklist that she spoke about, uh, it's going to be in the description below um, and the way you can contact her is going to be down there below. I've linked her uh, LinkedIn and her, int uh, her website. So yeah, otherwise this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. I'm having a lot of fun here interviewing some really interesting guests so far. I really hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Otherwise, really, really grateful you tuned in. I'll see you Monday for the solo show. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.